For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to episode number 268 of Category 5 Technology TV. It's Tuesday, November the 6th, 2012. Great to see you. Nice to have you joining us tonight. It's nice to be here. How you been, man? Nice you look to great. see you all out there. You're looking great. Yeah. Everybody's okay. just looking just <laughs> wonderful today. Just wonderful. Must be something in the positioning yeah. of the moon. Something happened. It's getting cold out there. Yeah. Uh-oh. I just wiggled a camera. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be no. in trouble. I'm already oh, no. in trouble here in the Cat 5 studios. There's so many cameras now. It's hard not to <laughs> jiggle one when you move something. How's Robbie doing? Doing good, man. Good. Yeah, it's been, right. uh, it's been good. Yeah. How about no, it's you? it's been... good to be here. I've missed a pile of shows. This is 268. Yeah. When was the last one you were here? 54? Uh, the anniversary. No. The anniversary? No, no, you're right. You were here the day, uh, the day uh, or the That's, week after the anniversary. It's a blur. It's yeah. a blur. It was a good show, too. It was Jack Daniels and my coffee that night. I didn't do that. No. <laughs> it was that Sasha. She's she's a bad one. He's hinting at his disappointment that there's not Jack Daniels in the coffee. <laughs> I can tell you right now there is not. Mm. Eric, uh, well, we've got a, a, an exceptional show tonight. We've actually got a very special guest joining us. Bogdan uh, Oros is joining us from uh, Romania. Wow. And is here to talk with us about... Uh, now, we're, we're uplinked directly to uh, to his office in Romania. Uh, we're going to be talking about Endpoint Protector, a very, very cool technology to protect cool. your business from uh, data leaks, data theft. Uh, we're going to be talking all about that with some product demonstrations and uh, just to familiarize us with, with this uh, fantastic product that, uh, that Bogdan has been uh, working on bringing into Canada and the United States. So very excited about that. Stick around. We've got your viewer questions as well. And uh, lots going on tonight. So... Uh, Lots we should going get on. right to I'm it. I'm going to tell you what's coming up in the newsroom. All right. There are plans to revamp UK government websites, which could uh, save a ton of money and keep you away from government lineups. Or as they call oh. them in the UK, queues. Ah, the queues. Ah, yes. Yes. According to Tech Republic, 74% of organizations have no plans to deploy Windows 8. I heard that. Hmm. A Facebook loophole made some account accessible without a password. Some accounts, I'm assuming. I must have copied that down wrong. The classic video game Elite is getting a modern remake thanks to crowdfunding. Wow. And Google's new Nexus 10 tablet beats Apple's Retina display at 300 DPI. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the newsroom. That's awesome. Eric, don't forget, if you've got your mobile device, bring up m.cat5.tv. That's our mobile website, and that's got some really cool features just for you. I would, but some tyrant told me I had to turn off my wireless when oh, I walked in unbelievable. Tonight. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't work under these conditions. Unreal. Well, hey, done. We've got an ex- yeah, save me. We've got an exciting show for you, so we're going to take a really quick break, and uh, Bogdan will be joining us in just a moment's time. Be ready in the chat room as well. Uh, you're going to have some questions for him, and uh, we welcome you in our chat room. Category 5 on Freenode, or just visit our website, category5.tv. You'll find the links there. We'll be right back after this. Stick I'll be around. here. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. 
EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com this is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. And I am the gang or the co-host. Oh, I'm Eric Kidd. Good to be here. And all of the above. <laughs> hey, we are joined tonight by Bogdan Oros, who uh, is here joining us via Skype uplink. Uh, we've got an uplink to his computer screen as well. We're going to be looking at, uh, at his product, Endpoint Protector, joining us all the way from Romania. Bogdan, it is so good to have you here. Welcome to the show. Hello, Robbie. Hello, Eric. Thanks for the invite. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to, to be here for the first time for the uh, C- Category 5 Technology TV. It's a very nice surprise for me and uh, also uh, a very late surprise for me, to be honest. <laughs> uh, right now in Romania, it's actually around uh, 2 a.m. So uh, I hope my colleagues are going to catch this uh, demo presentation. I'm sure if they're not going to catch it right now, they're going to uh, look at it tomorrow. I've also made some small uh, publicity for uh, Category 5 Technology TV. Very good. Uh, Very so nice. I'm going to try to speak a little bit about Endpoint Protector. Sounds great. Sounds uh, good. Yeah. Endpoint Protector, okay, we understand, so is something that we, it's a, a hardware or virtual appliance running on the Ubuntu platform. Just had to throw that in yeah. there because we've got a lot of Ubuntu yeah. fans in the chat room and a couple of people that actually work for Ubuntu as well uh, at Canonical. Uh, but uh, certainly is, a, is a, an appliance that allows you to uh, monitor and, and protect your business network from data leakage, which is you know private confidential data being uh, taken outside of the company accidentally, or even data theft where it's actually done on purpose. You're able to protect that. So tell us a little bit about the product. We'd love to uh, know more about this exciting that, that product. Is actually, that is actually very correct what you said. I, I hope you're not going to take my job in the, in the <laughs> next period of time. So, uh, no, I, I could never, uh, in, I could never work place. until 3 a.m. There's no way. <laughs> No, no, okay. <laughs> I, on the okay. other hand. So, uh, you see my screen right now, I can imagine, yes? Uh, yeah, I'll so bring it up for what, you. What Endprotector is actually doing, uh, it has three important uh, modules uh, with which we try to keep the data in the company. So, first of all, what we do is that we provide device control, where we have the possibility of blocking users who bring uh, unwanted devices uh, to the network, to the company's networks. On these unwanted devices, you can have viruses like Configure, or you can take confidential data out of the company. So this is one, the first module, uh, one of the most important, it's device control. The second module, what you see also on our screen right now, it's uh, what we call content awareness protection. This module allows the administrator of the network the possibility to stop uh, users from sending confidential data out of the company. And we have the possibility of uh, defining which is confidential data. I'm gonna show you briefly later, a little bit later. And then we have the possibility of defining the applications which we want to protect on which uh, data can uh, can be leaked out of the company. This is the sec- second module. And the third module is w- the most recent one that my colleagues were uh, uh, working. Uh, we actually had a press release earlier today. And it's called Mobile Device Management. This gives the IT administrator the possibility to protect smartphones and tablets which are running iOS and Androids on them. And I'm gonna go uh, more a little bit in depth about the the functionality of this. So, endpoint protector, as Robbie was uh, very eloquently putting earlier, it's what you see right now. It's virtual or hardware appliance. What we can deliver. Uh, this is the, uh, the the interface with how we com- commun- we connect to the server. As you can see right now, I've logged in, and here we find several information regarding the the system. Uh, and I'm gonna show you let's say some small functionalities of the app just to get you a small teaser of it. So first sure. of all, I'm going to show you a little bit how you have the possibility of defining uh, uh, defining rights per specific, uh, per specific computer. So for instance, let's say we have this computer which has the endpoint protector client installed on it. And here we have all the types of devices that this uh, endpoint protector supports. And besides the very classic that you can also see, uh, like USB devices, CDs, DVDs, uh, card readers, floppy drives, right. digital right. cameras, of course, the usual iPhones, iPads, 
We also have the possibility of uh, defining rights for other, let's say, not so used devices like uh, Tinsy boards and Thunderbolt. And for example, the way that we define rights for uh, specific devices is quite simple. We selected this PC and let's say that on this PC we don't want to allow access, for example, to CDs and DVDs. What we do right now is that we, we uh, just define the policy, we save it, and then the policy is being sent to the client. And then whenever the user is going to try to uh, take some data from the uh, on the on the uh, DVDs in this case, they will not be able to do that. So if if somebody went into my office and tried to yes. burn something like uh, client data or credit card information to a DVD, you're saying that will actually stop them from being able yes. to do that. So what happens in that exactly. case? What happens in that case if somebody were on site and trying to copy something to a USB drive or a DVD? Um, what happens in that case? So if, yeah, so if something were, uh, if for example, if you have a law of, uh, of, if you manage to allow the USBs, then yeah. uh, we have, we also have the possibility of logging everything which is happening with those devices, with the USBs in particular. So for example, whenever the user is trying to copy uh, files on the on the uh, USB, if yeah. he's allowed, we have the possibility of knowing exactly what kind of copy, what kind of files the user copied. So, for example, here in this file tracing report that you can see, we see exactly uh, what was the user's activity. So, this user tried to read some file from this device. Uh, this was the file name, the file size, and the file type. Even more than that, if the user is going to copy something from the computer on the USB and he's allowed, we can also store a copy of the, of the file and uh, show it here in the, in the server. So, wow. what we do is... Actually, we make a duplicate copy of that file, which is actually being uh, uploaded here into the server. So if, this is in the case that... Sorry, in that case, then an administrator or somebody, let's say I, I am running a company and am concerned about people taking, let's say staff taking private information mm -hmm. about our clients or something like that. So I'll actually be able to see what it is that they're putting into documents and things like that as they transfer files onto USB drives. Exactly. exactly. This is exactly what you can do. And another thing that you can do is that if, for example, you have uh, very strict and very confidential information, mm -hmm. you might be an insurance company, you might be a bank, you might right. be handling a lot of uh, a lot of very private data from the users. Yeah. We also have the possibility of, let's say, defining that confidential data. And when we mean confidential data, we refer as strictly three important pillars that we can define. So first of all, uh, what we define confidential data is... Uh, specific regarding file types so for example we can stop people from sending a certain file type over the internet or over certain usb devices oh, okay. and here in the interface it's very cool because you can define it in a very easy way for example you want to make a policy where you don't allow excel files uh, to to leave the company's premises or to leave to leave the company's premises you just save the policy and Whenever somebody is going to try to uh, to send that uh, that information over the internet, the Excel files, they will be blocked from sending it. And of course, we can define those policies specific for different users, different computers, depending on uh, on how the administrator wants it. So this is this is why the solution is quite flexible. Right. To put it like this. Another important thing after the file type is what we call a predefined content filter. What does uh, what does this allow? Is that, for example. In the event that the user has some, uh, uh, that the company is working with confidential information such as credit card information, such as social security numbers, mm -hmm. IBAN numbers, we can define policies where, for example, we stop people from taking, uh, sending out, out on the internet information like, uh, let's say, Visa, for example, Visa credit cards. So how we, how we do this is that we just save the policy, the policy is being sent to the client. And now when I'm going to try to uh, transfer a file which has my credit card information on it, pay attention folks, he's about to give us all his credit card info. Yeah, <laughs> don't look at it. So as you see, you also see that you have, uh, I don't have the permission actually to, to send this file over the internet. I open it with Outlook wow. because I was, I, was also, uh, I was also protecting this was the policy. But even though you were stopped from being able to send that, to transfer that over the internet, yes. you, you do personally still have access to that file? Like, can you open that file locally? 
Yeah, yeah, I can open that file. I can open that file and I can show exactly. So this is the file and I will change one uh, one uh, number from this. So now it's not going to be a valid credit card information. It's just going to be a sim simple random seek of, uh, of numbers. Okay. And I'm going to take the file. And now, due to the fact that it's not a valid credit card information anymore, I should be able to send it over the internet. So the endpoint protector appliance, in fact, validates the credit yes. card data first, confirms that it's a valid exactly. credit card. So what the endpoint protector actually solution is doing is that it's looking in the document and it's looking for these patterns, where in this case it's a credit card from Visa, but it's looking for different patterns that can be defined by the administrator. And as you can see, if I change the pattern and I change the number of the credit card, then the user can send this information. I can send it to myself, for example. And now I am allowed to send this information because it's not a valid credit card information and it anymore. Just went. So I yeah. understand that, you, that the system itself doesn't know your credit card. It's not looking for your credit card number within the document. It's looking for any valid credit card information exactly. or for private any, information. For any valid credit card information. I see. Any valid credit card information. You can also give me your credit card information to put it there. It's we could always just give it a try, you know? <laughs> I'm just curious no, in this uh, this is this is another filter that we provide. So this is the predefined content where we give a sequence of uh, we know exactly how a, a pattern of Visa card should look like, and we know exactly for a kind of pattern of of numbers to look for in the in the document. Uh, the third uh, the third filter regarding this has to do with what we call the custom content filter, where the the administrator can define himself some regular expressions which shouldn't leave the doc which shouldn't leave the company so for example you can make something like a dictionary in this case i can put the confidential dictionary which is already here and you can define in this confidential dictionary list of terms which shouldn't actually leave the company wow so here define any type of word so for example you can put anything which is connecting the word robbie to should to not leave the company's premises we just save the dictionary and then whenever somebody or whenever some of the users who which we assign this dictionary are going to try to transfer any documents which will contain these words, then the, the endpoint protector client will stop them from, uh, from sending those information over on the internet. And of course, that saved the company a lot of, uh, a lot of problems due to the fact that uh, a lot of people take confidential data and uh, they can also right. leave with it and they go to the competition and uh, they can... Uh, they yeah. can, uh, I suppose if you if you're in a, a large scale company, you know, say 500, 1,000 users, there, there's a very real potential that somebody could walk away with confidential data for malicious yeah, purposes. We, to, to be honest, we have implementations running from 10, 15, uh, 10, 15 computers. So okay. this is so a problem that is also for the small and medium companies. It's wow. more, let's say, stringent for the uh, larger larger organizations due mm -hmm. to the fact that they need to comply with a lot of regulations. Mm -hmm. But also right now the regulations uh, are being also enforced on medium companies and also small companies due to the fact that some of them have a lot of intellectual property on those computers. Uh, of course, this uh, this will, uh, will, uh, will help them keep their data in and uh, keep them protected. Fantastic. This is uh, Category 5 Technology TV. We're joined tonight by Bogdan Oroz, who uh, is joining us from endpointprotector.ca, and we're talking about the Endpoint Protector uh, hardware and virtual appliance uh, tonight. And you can find out more on the website, endpointprotector.ca, there on your screen. Uh, and, of course, join us in the chat room. Category yeah. 5 uh, has a chat room on our website, category5.tv. And if you have any questions at all, uh, feel free to, to cite those there. We, and we'll We do are getting a few in the chat room. And, so. and for example, uh, if you could tell us, uh, maybe let Bogdan know a couple of the, well, uh, the what questions. If, what if you had, a, say, your credit card number was 11111122222, and, and you just changed yeah. that to some cipher that changed it from a numeric, character to an alphabet like a a a a b b b b uh would i be able to send her that information yeah that information i'll be able to send because that's not uh so when we uh when Encom protector looks it looks exactly for the pattern of how the credit card looks like so mm -hmm. if you assign i don't know certain numbers or something like this if you can make something like a 
I don't know. Some little routine that would change all ones to A's and all twos to B's oh, and all you mean C's a to threes. Yes, that's oh, a okay. cipher. So yeah, we, in case of that, we don't we don't offer any protection in case okay. of the cipher. Um, Just offer protection. We know how the credit card uh, type of data looks like, and we always know how to scan it, and we always identify it okay. based on the specific right. pattern that it has. Okay, so my, I might be able to send out that information and reconstruct it at, at my place or whatever. Another question was. Can you prevent printing of information? We have the possibility of uh, of blocking here in the in the interface. We have the possibility, for example, to block for certain users, certain computers, uh, to block the printers. Printers is a special category. For example, we just put them here in deny access. We save the policy, and then in specific for this computer, uh, you're not going to be able to allow printing. Uh, so this is this is what we what we can what we can provide for this for this feature. Now a common uh, thing that I've heard of is, in order to get around these kinds of um, barricades that companies put up, um, somebody will just go and take screenshots and just email those screenshots to themselves. Yeah, uh, we also have a protection for this for wow. screenshots. So what we can do is that we have the possibility of actually blocking the print screen possibility. If you can see right now in my screen. So we have whenever the user we can uh, whenever the user is trying to print screen something we can block him from doing that, and of course we can do that for different users for different groups different computers. Again, flexible depending on what the company's needs are because maybe many maybe some of the departments are going to have confidential information on them, mm -hmm. and maybe some of them are not going to have that important information in it. So for them, we don't need to define such strict policies. I see. Okay. So what uh, what we have here then with Endpoint Protector is a uh, primarily a hardware device that goes into your network and provides a, a drop-in uh, like piece of hardware. Is it is it like a proxy or a firewall? How how do the it's, devices connect to the server and what stops it's, it's the network from from copying things? Uh, the way we run the devices is that my colleagues from the technical team did an awesome job where they made uh, let's say an integration of the hardware and software mm -hmm. uh, and what you need to do as a as a user as a company who is our customer the only thing that you need to do is just get this hardware appliance that you can provide already with the operating system with ubuntu running with, with endpoint protector server running already on it the only thing you need to do is just connect it in your network assign it an ip and then the server part is already running then the only thing that you need to do is just deploy the uh the, the endpoint protector client on the PCs or the Macs that you want monitor, because we can also have the possibility of protecting Macs. Okay. We are actually the only company in the world who have the possibility of protecting PCs. Uh, I mean, uh, Mac, uh, Mac, Windows, and Linux operating system. Okay. Now that was going to be one of my questions because we run a lot of Linux on our networks, obviously. So it, I can install the client on my uh, Linux yeah. systems as well. And so yeah. really all-round solution. So what happens with mobile devices? Because these days, I mean, I can email stuff or copy things to my mobile device, and mm -hmm. that can either get lost or stolen, or or I can just use that for malicious purpose if I if if I was that kind of a user. So what happens in that yeah. case now? So we also thought of this possibility, and since uh, we got a lot of feedback from the market regarding the fact that they wanted, a, let's say, more advanced mobile device management. Uh, mm -hmm products and what we do right now is that we are uh, today actually we launched the first uh, official version of the of the mobile device management it's been in beta for the last couple of months and today is actually the, of the official release Fantastic. and what we offer for this is that first of all as i said in the beginning we have the possibility of protecting smartphones and tablets which are running ios and androids on them and when i say protect i mean first of all here uh, we see a list of let's say a uh, couple of uh, uh, smartphones you have an HTC wildfire an iPhone and iPad and there you have the list of all the devices which uh, are connected actually to this server and first of all I just selected this HTC uh, device so for this first of all for any type of device first of all we provide location which is comes quite in handy because at any point in time the IT administrators will know where the phones or where the tablets are in case they're lost that's fantastic second of all Second of all, we give a lot of information regarding the, the phones or the tablet in this case, regarding operating system running on it, uh, the, the Wi-Fi Mac. Uh, and you were saying earlier, 
if the user is losing the phone, yeah. for example, uh, we have the actually two possibilities. We have the possibility of locking, which means that we can send the administrator just locks the phone just from here, from the interface, and uh, he can just send when he pushes the lock button, uh -huh. then the phone is immediately locked. The signal is sent over the air. And, uh, or we can wipe the data. This is in the case where the user actually is sure that he's not going to find the phone. If he's not going to find the phone or the tablet, for sure he has some information, confidential information on it. And in case uh, somebody finds it, that could be a significant uh, data breach for the company. Absolutely, so due yes. to this fact, we have the possibility of wiping automatically the data either from the phone or from the, from the SD card. So we can do this uh, actually quite different. We can do the data, the wiping from the from the from the device, or we can do the the wiping from the from the SD card. Well, that sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah, we we got some customers who are very actually very excited right now about these features that we provide. For uh, for the Android, we also provide, for example, uh, possibility something like for you to, at any point in time to know what are the apps which are installed on it, and you have also the possibility of uh, actually uninstalling the apps. So if the user is going to have some uh, has a if the user has a company phone and he has some apps which shouldn't be on that company phone, then we have the possibility of uninstalling the apps just from this web interface of endpoint protector. Okay. Now, are there policies? Let's say I have my personal phone <clears throat> that I've brought in from home. Would I be able to have yeah. a different policy because it's a personal phone versus if it's an office phone that I shouldn't be installing apps on? Yes, we actually have a possibility of providing because in the uh, in the in here in the phones mm -hmm. we have the possibility. Let's just in device settings you have the possibility of saying exactly if it's personal phone, company oh, unknown, okay. and then you have you can have the possibility of defining specific policies. For example, you can define specific policies for iOS phones, or you can define specific policies for Android devices. Or you can define specific policies, as you mentioned, said for personal phones or company phones. Mm. Well, the the product endpoint protector looks extremely robust. I mean, everything that that I can throw at you, it just seems like you've already thought of it, which is fantastic. I mean, especially with a security product, it's not always easy for companies to really hit every nail on the head. So, uh, yeah, we we try to make the best uh, the best as possible from what apple and google gave us with the with the ios and with the android yeah and also for example for iphone these days my colleagues were actually showing me today some really awesome features where for example you can also block a lot of apps installed apps yeah from uh, from working for example if the user doesn't need it you can allow siri or not you can allow some apps something like facetime the use of camera <laughs> so that you cannot make take pictures or something like that so we can also have something information like that you can also allow youtube or not okay so every user it. on your network is saying why is angry birds not working yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them actually because uh because, for example, we also, when, for example, you're running an app like YouTube for iPhone right now, yes, we actually, when we don't allow you to run it, you're not going to be able to find it. So oh, what's going to happen is that you don't run wow. it, you're not going to actually see it at all. Okay. Well, that's smart. Okay. Well, that's And fantastic. then when you go home, do you get your access back on your personal phone? Yeah, what happens uh, if, if... What we happens once we home? leave the premises? What happens? What well, depends? What kind of policies you have defined here? So it's all policy driven. It's it's policy driven. Depends on what kind of policy. Usually the policy sticks, but um, I know that my colleagues were also speaking of something in development. That, for example, we're going to define policies from let's say nine to six, something like oh, policies from nine okay. to six, and after that you're going to have other policies. Interesting. Oh, that's that's really really neat. Very cool. We're speaking with uh, Bogdan Oros from endpointprotector.ca. Do check out that website. Uh, there's a lot of information there just to, to let you know what, uh, what Endpoint Protector is all about. Uh, make sure down at the bottom of the page you, uh, you like them on Facebook. Uh, you can uh, tweet about them. You can, uh, you can plus one them on Google+. Plus. Uh, make sure you go about that and uh, and send in your questions as well. And of course, join the chat room. And uh, Bogdan is there with us, uh, joining us from Romania tonight, and is there to uh, to answer your questions for the duration right. of the show. And uh, and we love to uh, we love to receive your questions as well here at the show. 
Thank you, Bogdan, for uh, for being a part of the show tonight. Very, very excited about this product. I think uh, we're we're living in a, an interesting time where security is becoming more than just an antivirus, more than just anti-malware. It's now some you know an endpoint protector solution is is the ideal solution as a as a supplement to those things because all those things are yes. important. But now we're seeing a, a whole new dimension of okay, well now that we've got all a whole bunch of tablet computers or tablets in our office, how do we protect those? How do we keep people yeah. from taking them home, leaving it in the buggy when they go grocery shopping, and then all of a sudden somebody's got access to all of our company data? A lot of them also have, you know, like a, a remote connection to internal computers and things. Uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly have, um, you know, like remote desktop applications so that I can access my computers when I'm on the road from my tablet. Yeah, It's handy, but what happens in a business environment if... You don't have any control over that. So I think that's where Endpoint Protector certainly comes in. Thank you very much for uh, for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Robbie and Eric. And uh, we'll keep in touch. And I'm also going to be here to, to answer to your uh, your viewers' questions. Okay? Fantastic. Thanks, Excellent. Bogdan. Nice to see Thank you. you. This is Category nice 5 Technology TV. Thank you for joining us. Our website is www.category5.tv. And uh, we'd love to see you joining us in the chat room tonight. Bogdan is there and uh, willing to answer your questions for you. And uh, we're there certainly to answer your tech questions as well. We're here. What a cool product. Wow. What do you guys think? Let us know in the chat room, Category 5 on Freenode. And, of course, uh, you can get in your questions for uh, a little bit later on in the show live at Category5.tv or post one to our attention in the chat room there as well. Um, That would be fantastic. Fantastic. Fabulous. Well, what do you think? Is it time for news? I think it is. I think it's time for news. Well, here are the... I'm, I'm jumping right in right Yeah, you go for it, buddy. You can interrupt me all you like. I'm yeah. plowing right through. Here are the top stories from the Category 5.TV newsroom. Plans to reduce the need for face-to-face government services by improving confusing online offerings in the UK have been announced. The Government Digital Strategy Report acknowledged that most people rarely use online government services. Services which handle more than 100,000 transactions per year are to be completely overhauled. The government expects changes to save up to 1.8 um billion pounds perhaps yeah that's what that looks like okay um 1.8 billion pounds by by the year 2015 folks that little squiggly thing before the dollar oh no the pound thing was no problem it's the bn on the Ah, that is not a standard billion sign no you were expecting a whole bunch of zeros (laughs) exactly (laughs) or to the power of oh okay okay, yeah (laughs) we're moving on to the next story now kids it's a lot of money they're gonna save Pounds of it. (laughs) Tech Republic's Windows 8 business intention study reveals that 74% of businesses have no plans to deploy Windows 8. And the new touch-centric user interface is is a driving factor in the decision. Microsoft Windows chief Stephen Sinofsky has described Windows 8 as a generational change, the likes of which hasn't been made since Windows 95. With Windows 8, Microsoft hopes to move its flagship OS beyond the PC into the fast-growing tablet market. But according to Tech Republic Pro and ZDNet, or ZDNet if you're in south of the border, research, Microsoft hasn't convinced many IT decision makers that Windows 8 is an essential OS upgrade. Time will tell how people adapt to the new Windows, but the general consensus is don't upgrade unless it's absolutely necessary, which it isn't. Facebook has moved quickly to shut down a loophole which made some accounts accessible without a password. The bug was exposed in a message posted to the Hacker News website. The message contained a search string that, when used on Google, returned a list of links to 1.32 million Facebook accounts. In some cases, clicking on a link logged into that account without the need for a password. All the links exposed the email addresses of Facebook users. I'm just really glad that I wrote in the long form million. I was really glad you did that. MN would have just thrown you right off. (laughs) In an official statement, Facebook said the links were sent directly to private email addresses to help people easily access their accounts. And we never made them publicly available or crawlable. 
Yikes. Crawlable over it. I guess it is. Well, it's a quote, so it must be. However, it said the links were then posted elsewhere online, which led to them being indexed on search engines. Wow. So a big player like Facebook literally creates a system that allows people access to the accounts just by way of a link. Nice. And thinks nobody's going to exploit that. <laughs> Danger. Trust, trusting souls. Yes. Boy, oh boy. The classic video game Elite from the early 80s is giving a 21st century makeover. It needs one. David Brobin, one of the creators of the original, is seeking 1.25 million pounds. That's close to $2 million via Kickstarter to fund the updated version. Hmm. Called Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. It will involve the same mix of interstellar travel, trading, piracy, and spaceships as the original 8-bit game. Those who pledge cash to the project will also get a chance to shape the development of the updated version. That's amazing. How cool is that? That is so cool. And I should just make mention that the screenshot is from the release in 1984. That's not, that's not the new that's one? That's not a screenshot of the new one, believe it or not. Darn. Yeah. That's, that's the old one. Google has announced that the Nexus 4 handset and Nexus 10 tablet will go on sale in just two weeks. The handset can be used as a game controller when wirelessly connected to a TV. And Google said that the screen of the new Nexus 10 tablet has the world's highest resolution display. Better than Apple's impressive retina display. Yep. The Nexus 4 smartphone has a new panoramic camera tool called Photosphere, which Google claims is unlike any panorama you have ever seen. They said on their blog, snapshots up, down, and in every direction to create stunning 360-degree immersive experiences. Immersive experiences. Hmm. In addition, (laughs) users will have access to Google Now, which flags up flight alerts, hotel recommendations, and package tracking based on the user's location and the contents of their previous email messages. And, are you ready for this? Nexus 10 will be able to manage multiple profiles, meaning that the tablet can be shared between more than one person. It's almost 2013, so we'll say it's about time. No word on how scared Apple is, but we hear they've fired some of their key staff, so keep watching the news. Yeah, I think the guy who was involved in the maps debacle is gone now. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. Get the full stories at the Category5.tv slash newsroom. The Category5 TV newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. Thanks, Eric. Hey, you're welcome. So, now, now that the news is over, okay, can you just surrender some little, of the death space yeah, here? You ought to have Thanksgiving dinner with me. It's, it's great. <laughs> I'm switching sides of the desk with this guy. <laughs> Did I mention that Category 5 is a member of the Tech Podcast Network? If it's tech, it's here. I just thought I'd tell you that. And the International and. Association of Internet Broadcasters. Remember that, too. Hey, Robbie. It's important stuff. Hey, and also, I just want to give a quick... Shout out and kudos to Cordery Electric, the official electrical company of Category 5 TV. Find out more about them, CorderyElectric.com. And we will give you a a month, a year, sorry, almost said a year, but a month is still fantastic. I'm going to give you a month of free Netflix at cat5.tv slash Netflix. Go sign up today. You can cancel at any time, but you will not want to. Especially when you see that the bill is only eight bucks a month thereafter. It is fantastic. Love me some Netflix. Cat5.tv slash Netflix. Check it out. There you go. It's easy. Eric. I even worked it out once. Yeah? yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. What's in the bag, Well, I got, I got some post. Let's see what we what we got here. I see a postcard. Ooh. Hey. This is, this, folks, is Bulgaria. Whoa. That's what it says. It looks cool. kind of like a... A bowl from here. I'll give that a read. Yeah, sure. <coughs> it's got print on it. Oh yeah, that's some pretty tiny uh, typing there. And it's written in Bulgarian. Oh, Bulgaria is world famous for its long centuries of folklore traditions in the field of the musical 
and dance arts. The voices of Bulgarian performers of folk songs are cosmic and mystical. The magic of their performance is completed with the incredible splendor of traditional clothing. And this is, hello, I am Mihail. Thanks for help last time and keep making this great show. Keep making the great show. Hey, yeah. cheers. Yeah, I remember. Did you find? Uh, did you find them on the map? Let's see. Let's see here. Okay. It's going to be tough for me. Do you know where I'm going? Am I going east? I would go. I'd go up. <laughs> That's up, north. <laughs> and then, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then head a little more east. Down. Right. Just a little yeah, more yeah. east. No. Right I, in the I middle of your him. map. Oh, I see him. Okay. There he is. There we go. And Welcome to the show. And Sophie? Well, somewhere around there. I mean, uh, spread the word about Category 5. I see that uh, we've got, uh, you know, maybe a couple of viewers in <laughs> Sofia or that area. What can also happen with, with some, some countries is that uh, because it's all based on IP address, right? So if the Internet node is all centralized, oh, okay. you could have 100 people and they're all connected to the same node. So it only shows up as one pin on our system. But uh, that's fantastic. Thank you very much for sending that in. Love receiving these. Yeah, actually, you'll you'll have that when you're doing some polls. I used to do have some questionnaires on the website, oh yeah, on the TV station. But mm-hmm. uh, internally, we look to the world like one IP address, right? So yeah, you'd, that's you'd the tough thing for, too. Uh, you know, do you think Dave Keon's going to make a comeback with the Maple Leafs? And you know, if you said yes. You got the only vote in that right. whole building, <laughs> and you could you could be in a business of a thousand people, and they're all doing the same yes. thing. So everybody's watching the show, but it is still only shows up. One, as one person, person gets to vote. This was yeah. interesting because this came uh, as part of this package, and I n- nobody knew what the contents of this were, just because we're we're English here. So that's interesting. So the so the postal worker at Canada Post actually requested that I open it right there on the spot. Oh. That's why it was pre-torn, because they were curious. They were saying, well, what is this? It couldn't, they didn't know what it was. What, Google Translate? They let it through, though. Google Translate wouldn't do that for you? That's cool. So a little gift here from our friend in Bul- uh, Bulgaria. Wasn't that cute? Oh, that is very cool. Look at that. The genuine article. You can't get any here, more you know genuine what? than that. What I'm thinking Send is, here, over. we'll just toss this in the garbage yeah, you know, and put this up here. Spock, and there you go. Could could you see that okay? That's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh oh. Am I just being well, we a little need, heavy we need handed? To unwrap it. We have to oh, unwrap let's it. Look. Here, let's see. Let's it's kind of like uh, my my friend uh, Kevin. His mom still had the plastic on the couch when we'd go over yeah. to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just didn't trust you. And also a magnetic calendar uh, right from Bulgaria for twenty thirteen yes, as well. Put That's that cool. on your flash drive because the magnet will be fun for there that. There you go. That's very cool. Thank you for sending in the gift. So I can play well. with this bag right Appreciate near my that. microphone for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. I even like the bag. That's cool. Uh, we love receiving your postcards, uh, little you know, little gifts like that. Is uh, that means a lot, and we'll put that up in the studio. And uh, you know, and you're right. I, well. I don't even know what the tape says. Yeah, the tape is is tough to read. <laughs> Caution contains dangerous goods. <laughs> <laughs> you can send in your stuff. Uh, send in a postcard in particular. Uh, but if you you know, we appreciate this stuff too. Thank you very very much to our viewers. Uh, Category five technology TV postal box twenty nine zero zero nine Barrie Ontario Canada L four N seven W seven Thank you so very much. Spock was going to moon you. <laughs> oh, dear me. Just can't take this guy anywhere, eh? <laughs> you, you invited me to the studio. It's your own darn fault. Whoops. So tell us, uh, what's, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, I, I left my beard at home. Oh, okay, it was a removable one. It's, uh, well, there's prostate cancer and mental health, men's mental health, um, there's a move to try to raise awareness for for that, and it's called Movember, as in November with an M. So the, uh, the, the push is to uh, get as many gentlemen to grow a mustache for uh, um, the month of November. And uh, I'm not above begging for donations for this. Uh, That's a good um, cause. So it's, sure. it's a good cause. There's my picture of the day. That was yesterday. I shaved it. Uh, are you, are you going to be able to bring that up? There yeah, there, there I am. Um, so this is day two after I shaved. I shaved yesterday. 
And as you can see, if you get a close-up here, I've got a little bit of stubble starting up here already. All right. Um, Very cool. So there's, there's, a, there's a link there. So people can make donations directly through, the, uh, through yeah. that website. So that's mobro, M-O-B-R-O, dot C-O, not dot com, but dot C-O, slash Eric Kidd. That's Do you need the link. C-A dot mobro dot Mo- C-O? Mobro.co slash Eric Kid. I don't need the .ca first. No, I thought I did. And what what you can I've what I'll actually before. do? I'll put I'll put a link for that in the show notes for episode number two sixty eight, so people can donate for to the cause uh, right there. Absolutely, you Fantastic. can do it right there. So you have um, to send us pictures. So how do I look? Looking good. My neighbor came out people to see are... who was stealing my car. Yeah. <laughs> um, I teach a, a class of guitar students and. A couple of the kids uh, were saying, where's Eric? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people in the chat room earlier were saying that uh, it's easily taken 10 years off you. Well, you, you ought to see me on the ice. I'm playing hockey way but No, actually, it didn't improve my hockey It's getting cold out there, though. So actually, this is, I haven't this played is the time hockey. to grow I haven't played hockey to... since I shaved it off. So uh, oh, yeah. we'll see. All right. We'll see. Tonight's the night. Very good. So, folks, uh, if you can support that cause uh, for prostate cancer and men's mental health, it's mobro.co slash Eric Kid. And, uh, Eric, I'll get you to... Now, are you updating I th- I think that you profile need the dot, with your picture? I think you need ca.mobro.co slash Eric no. Kid. No? You're right. <laughs> that is one <laughs> Don't ugly. listen to him, because they that, came up with a bunch of errors. That is ugly. All right. Sorry. The one that I typed worked just fine, Eric. Well, go. let's try this all again. Right. Maybe I spelled my name wrong. But uh, I'll post a link for you in the show notes, episode number 268, okay. all right? Thanks, Eric. <laughs> now I'm concerned. There you go. That one worked. No, it Leave didn't. It to oh, there it worked. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. He's just learning concerned. short links, folks. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you show him a short link, and it's crazy. <laughs> what do you mean it's not .com? What's .co? Hey, you know what? Is it .co.uk? I, I, just, I just noticed uh, my team, yeah, which is from a, a, a pub where I play some music now and then, um, I'm leading. Well, there you go. I'm leading in Fantastic. donations. So there you go. Well, folks, you can help Eric... <laughs> <laughs> Whoop the rest of the team. Raise some money for a good cause. There you go. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So I'm we've got gonna... your viewer questions, Eric. I'll, I'll get you to uh, pull up the viewer questions because we've. You'd got like me to minutes. ask some questions? I'll, yeah, okay, I'll do them mind. quickly. Yeah. Here's one from Jebster. Hey, Jebster. Hi, Robbie and Eric. Wow. I'm not gang or They're getting good. co-host. I am Eric. Thanks for answering my question about setting up Samba. Mount points to folders on my free NAS box. I will no longer have to remember to back them up. I've watched the show since season two, and it has really helped me get my head wrapped around the terminal. Thank you. The meaning of shiny, it means good from the TV show Firefly. Brown Code's rule. Yes. (laughs) Love that show, but it's been a while. I'd I better. They, uh, they had a lot of words that they had made up. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Okay, let's move on to our next question. This looks like it's from Thanks for the update, Toby by 33. The way. Glad that that helped. Hey, Toby. And Toby 33. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to learn leet tonight, folks, and three actually <laughs> equals E. <laughs> so if it says T O B 33, it's Toby. You know, my best one of. Getting something like that messed up. I was working in a music store, and I was somebody had written down that they wanted ZZ Top Eliminator, the music book. Yeah. And I said, uh, "Can I get ZZ Top?" No. Yeah. Working there. Yeah. Wow. ZZ Top. I I didn't know. Oh no, I thought it was thirty thirty three Top Eliminator hits is what I thought. I don't know what it was, but I messed up. <laughs> I could not believe I messed up ZZ Top. Wow. Anyway. And that's why you always correct me, because so of that moment in your Toby. life. Toby. Yes, it was traumatic. Yeah. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> <sighs> hey, Robbie and Eric. That's two for two. Uh, fantastic. Hey, Toby. I have a trick question for you. All Can right. you guess what desktop environment I'm using? Uh, Is it GNOME or Unity? Oh, okay. Thanks <laughs> for narrowing it down. 
that looked like an evil laugh, so I gave it a little oh, literally. <laughs> really awesome show. And if it's not Eric Kidd on the show this week, my apologies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, was... wait. Okay, I've got a screenshot here. This is what he's talking about. What the heck? There you go. That's awesome. I would guess Unity myself. It's got wow. the Ubuntu logo and everything. It's oh, no wait, wait. There, nope, something just set me off here. What is this? How can I get rid of that thing up there? Look at that. This is Zorin OS. Ah. Okay. Explain further, Toby. It's GNOME Tob 3. 33. LOL. GNOME 3. Don't wow. know if you know this. If you did, sorry. You can do this in Mate LXDE session fallback, Fluxbox, Openbox, and XFCE. And I'm assuming the colon in the right parentheses is a smiley. The command is Unity 2D Shell, and if run in terminal, you can just close it down when you're done using it, and the HUD, H-U-D, works on some... D slash uh, desktop environment. Desktop. Okay, yeah. thank you. Shame, 2D is gone in 12.10. And then there's a, not a smiley, it's a tear. Could come in handy if you need the dash or HUD. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. I wonder if, if Zorn will take advantage of the fact that, hey, it looks just like Unity to me. Um, I, I'd love to see what the dash looks like and, and when you actually click around. That's pretty cool. Not that I'm a Unity fan, but I mean that that looks really uh, similar. So I wonder if it's a port or what it is. Oh my! Cool. What do you got now? We have more. Thanks, Toby. I've got a question from John Zim here. Hey, John. Just posted on Google Plus a screenshot of you in your Spidey costume doing your show. Are you on Google Plus? We have a great community of Linux geeks. Hmm. There's what we need: <laughs> more geeks. Oh, where, what show am hey I now. at? Hey now. <laughs> There it is. (laughs) That is one folksy-looking little setting for a couple of... Wow. That's awesome. Uh, Thanks for posting on Google+. Yes. Were you working out before that shot? I was for eight (laughs) hours straight. Cat5.tv slash G+. And that's spelled out P-L-U-S. So G+. Cat5.tv slash G-P-L-U-S. We'll take you to my profile. And, in fact, we just uh, I just started working on a Google Plus page as well. But G Plus is going to take you to our uh, my main profile. You'll be able to find everything from there. Uh, and you'll see that there is a Category 5 TV page, but it isn't uh, configured or active just yet. But do... Uh, do add that to your circles because we're going to be uh, we're going to be adding some value added stuff to our Google Plus page. You'll also see that through our website, we've uh, really really stepped up our Facebook presence. Uh, Twitter's doing fantastically well. Um, I, I love that everybody is following uh, us, the the hosts of the show. But do remember that we also have Category Five TV. That's that one down there, uh, just below Eric. Category 5 TV is our uh, our show Twitter account. So if you want to get some of the stuff that's just specifically about the show, tech news, all that kind of stuff, that's where you want to follow. And then, of course, following us individually, you're going to uh, learn get to know a little bit about us individually as well as uh, some stuff that has to do with the show because uh, the show's a, uh, a big part of my week. So It is a big part of your week. It is, yeah. But uh, Facebook, too, cat5.tv slash Facebook. Uh, Twitter, uh, I'm at Robbie Ferguson, at Kid Eric. At Kid Eric, I've I've been somewhat remiss in my tweeting. Yeah, well, yes, you gotta you gotta work on that. It's important some twi- stuff. Man. Some twit keeps tweeting about how many keystrokes and mouse movements he's been making. <laughs> I'm almost about ready to untwit him. No. <laughs> You talking about our what pulse team? We've got I've got a short link for everything, and I'm really throwing them off with these short links. But cat5.tv slash what pulse or no slash pulse pulse cat5.tv slash pulse. If you want to know what he's talking about, I've been wrong before, but I think even Rachel's on my side on this one. Yeah, some people just don't get it. Garby is whooping me at the keystrokes. Uh, it tr- it tracks how many times you hit hit keys on your keyboard and then posts it to uh, yeah. It posts your progress and then it, it sends it out to all the folks who thought you <laughs> cared about them, but you really don't. You just hey, loading their inbox anyway. 
We have another question here from Michael. Hey, Michael. Hello, Robbie. Hey. I have a question about Zorin 6. All right. I want to know if I can use the program WinSCP. Mm-hmm. That was an odd spot. I should put the question. I should rephrase. SCP, yeah. Um, WinSCP. It's a file Unless you tell me Google. which one is suitable for website maintenance. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, you're okay. Website maintenance. Uh, so the question is, do you need to use SCP, which is, um, I, I would think we're going to go with SFTP, SSH over FTP. A lot of people use FTP. I don't because I like to use secure. So if you're using SCP, as far as the protocol goes, then certainly uh, you might stick with WinSCP, but I use um, FileZilla Client. I Sorry. love it. It's funny. I've used WinSCP. It's just where I put my question mark is what happened there. Oh, yes. yes. So when you set up your, your accounts and stuff in here, you can choose FTP, SFTP, FTPS, and FTP over TLS SSL. Um, FileZilla Client is available for you through the Synaptic Package Manager. You're not going to have any trouble installing it, getting it configured. It's glorious. FileZilla. Oh, it's a really good program. There you Actually, go. I use FileZilla all the time. It's, it's excellent. Great. It's it, I mean, if, as far as FTP, SFTP goes... That's the one I prefer. And it also allows me to right-click on a file on the remote server and click on View slash Edit. And because I've set up my preferences to automatically open files in gedit, so slash user slash bin slash gedit, um, so anytime I right-click on a PHP file, it opens it in gedit. I can make the changes, and I push Save, and it automatically updates the file on the server. So I don't nice. have to... I don't have to do the whole transferring back and forth and over and over. So that's the way I like to do it when I'm working with a, a, a file transfer program. It'll be FileZilla. So give that one a try. Let me know what you think um, and uh, and if it meets your needs. We'd love to hear back from you and uh, and see what you think. Yes, and I also like the the uh, folder uh, synchronization. Folder uh, not synchronization. Uh, like the visualization and, yeah, so, uh, and uh, how you can actually, if I click on images on the local folder, it will change to images yeah. on the remote folder too, yes. so that it's always, yeah, you're right, it's like it's synchronization as far as the view goes. I'm sure other folks have done that sort of thing. I know in the mm-hmm. early years and doing that sort of thing, you'd drag something into the wrong folder. Yep. Crap. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it helps save so, yeah, that. It's, it's, sure. it's really cool. Upload Nothing like uploading the wrong index.php into the wrong folder. Oopsie. And saying, oh, yeah, overwrite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and Robert Grzynski is here. With Robert, another how are question. you, man? And also saying hi to Robbie and Eric. Fantastic. You guys are getting good. What a good. great bunch People of viewers. People are starting to I use mentioned. the calendar, which yeah. our short link is cat5.tv slash calendar. Surprise. Huh. That's <laughs> baffling <laughs> me. Just, yeah. No, actually, the the CA dot thing was on the Movember site, so yeah, well. I thought it was, I was wrong. Yeah. Do you want me to get a shirt that says I was wrong and Robbie I was right? I actually have already got it made for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Robert says, thanks for the info about the server from last episode. That was number 267. Mm-hmm. Your suggestion made sense. Just another quick question regarding backups. All right. I want to be able to back up my NAS to... An eternal, I'm thinking external, <laughs> an eternal hard drive. Actually, Look at this backup drive. If we had an eternal oh. hard drive, we wouldn't need backup. <laughs> they never crash. Why yeah. would you ever need a backup if it's eternal? Sorry. Thank you for that, Robert. That that's was fun. An, We're going to stop right there. X. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, backup is NAS to an external hard drive. Can yes. you suggest a program that I can use that has a GUI and mm. which can span over two drives? Okay. I think it was our diff that you mentioned Definitely. to use in last week's show, which is command line. <laughs> the NAS I have is 5.4 terabytes, but about two terabytes full. I have backed mm. this up to an external three terabyte hard drive by copying the files across, which okay. I realize isn't the ideal way to do it. I have looked at a few programs under Linux, but could not find anything that would recognize the NAS, which is set up as an NTFS drive and accessed through Samba on my Zorin OS system. Hmm. And that was from Robert Gazinski in yeah. Melbourne, Australia. Robert, Good it's, day, Mike. It's tough to manually do your backups like that because what happens if you miss a file? Or uh, Certainly, make sure you do that Control-H thing so that you're viewing the hidden files, too. 
because sometimes you'll you'll copy stuff over, not realizing that uh, you're not getting the uh, the hidden files. Very very important. Uh, I would look at now. I love rsync, rdiff. If you want to stay away from the terminal, get into Synaptic Package Manager, into your uh, your package manager, whatever it is that you're using. Uh, apt-get if you want to hit the terminal. Look for something called back in time and uh, just spell it out. Do a search in, in Synaptic Package Manager. That's going to give you an rsync slash diff um, backup manager that is going to save a lot of space because it, do, it keeps the changes from one full backup. So like rdiff, it's going to do one big backup and then it's only going to save the changes on a bit-for-bit -bit level from there on. So your backups are not going to grow exponentially. Because if you change a document file, you don't need to back up the whole document file. Back in time, we'll use diff to just save the changes. All right, And then you can revert back just using back in time on that external drive. And it's fantastic. So get into Synaptic. Grab back in time. Give it a go. Let us know what you think, Robert. And uh, thank you very much for the question. We're all out of time, Eric. That's it. Thanks for being here, buddy. I'm sticking around. Thank hey. you. Don't forget to go and support the uh, cause at... Uh... Yeah. Cat, Category5.tv. Check out the show notes for episode number 268. That is going on until the end of November. Well, I, apparently right until December 1st, I think. Yes. December 1st. Yeah. So there you end go. Of. Yeah. So yeah. check it out. Uh, episode number 268 in the show notes. You'll see I'll send you in a, a picture update. Perfect. Yeah, please do. <laughs> All right, folks. Have a great week. I'll uh, talk to you next Tuesday night. Nice to see you, Eric. Great to see you at home, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You kids are looking great out there. Keep it up. Take care, everybody. Next week. We hope you enjoyed the show. Category 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're watching this on demand or through cable TV, check out the local showtimes in your area at Category5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room. Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.